Um, a cool thing about the singularity is the Artelect War. Artelect. Artelect War. Artelect War. So there, this is very cool. This is where it gets kind of sci-fi and why people don't take it super seriously is because like it's so the idea is so fantastical. But then this guy named Hugo Degaris, he came up with this idea called the Artelect War, and what his idea was is that these super intelligent beings that we create. The singularity robots or whatever. Yeah. He calls them artelects, which stands for artificial intellect. So these hyperintelligent singularity beings are called artelects. And he assumes that in the future, there's going to be a major disagreement between humans where some people think we should build these artelects and some people think they're too dangerous and we shouldn't build them. And the people who don't want to build these robots are called Terrans. And the people who do want to build them are called cosmists, which believe that humanity's place, like they don't believe in humanity and the human body. They believe in just the idea of humanity and progressing and getting better and better. And so they want to become robots and they want to build these artifacts. And so there, this guy predicts this conflict in the future where it's going to be cosmists versus Terrans. But the cosmists are going to have the artifacts on their side. And so we're just going to destroy the Terrans. You said we. I know, yeah. I'm, I've, I mean, I'm definitely, you don't think I'm a cosmist? <laughs> and so the cosmists also probably want to be cyborgs so that they can communicate with the artifacts too. Sure. So I don't know. I think, I think that there's a future for people who want to not uh, become a, a robot. And welcome to What's Tech, a podcast from The Verge. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and today I'm joined by my friend Ryan Manning. We just call him Rondo at the office. I don't really know why. But he's an expert on the singularity. That is something I do know. Uh, if this is your first time listening to What's Tech, it's a show where we answer that question, what is tech? And, you know, a time when everything feels like tech. So today we're going to talk about the singularity, and we're going to kick it off there. Uh, Rondo, what is is the singularity in basic terms. And there's no real basic way to talk about this, I guess. Um, the most basic way to talk about it is um, the way I can use, I can give you a couple definitions. Different people think of it in different ways. Okay. But the most uh, generic definition is the point at which technology is progressing at a rate that human beings can no longer comprehend with our current brains. So from what I understand about the singularity is this idea that exponential growth in terms of the artificial intelligence that we're creating and the technology we're creating will lead to this point, th this point basically, this singularity point. And, and that's where I, I get confused. So can you explain like what that would even look like? So the way that the singularity event is one of the ways that people think it might happen is that we will build a machine that will be able to build a better version of itself. And once we do that, they call that the last invention, humanity's last invention. That's the last thing we'll ever have to build because it is as smart as people plus all of the capabilities that computers have. So when we build this machine, it will be able to build a better version of itself in a fraction of the time that it took humans to build that machine. Have you ever watched Adventure Time? 
Yeah. Do you know Bimo? Mm-hmm. For the sake of the argument, can we say Bimo? Okay. So yeah. there's a new Bimo. We make so we, we just, make Bimo. So we just built a new Bimo. This little robot, Bimo, is so smart that it can build a better Bimo in one week. It only takes it one week. Better Bimo, twice as fast, way smarter, way cooler. This new Bimo is like. Man, I'm pretty cool, but I could build an even better version of myself, and I can do it in half the amount of time. And then that new BMO is like, I can do build an even better version of myself in half the amount of time that it took to build me. And then that keeps going on and on until you reach a point of singularity where the improvement upon the technology is progressing at such a rapid pace that it's just inconceivable, and it reaches a point of singularity. The way that most people explain the singularity or, like, they show, they illustrate the singularity is by, like, a chart, which is just, like, a slow rising and then, like, a straight shoot up. Like, just sort of like a ramp that goes straight up into the air, which is, like, a pretty good visualization. But what I see is more, uh, I hear it. I hear the singularity when I think (laughs) of it. And I think of time progressing exponentially, like the time between improvements on this artificial intelligent being this BMO. is is operating. Uh, uh, time is no longer like tick, 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 like a clock. Time is more like tick, 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 tick. So, so like... <laughs> That's what that's what I hear every time I think of the singularity is that it's it's like a ticking clock that ticks exponentially rather than just like a straight second by second. I don't know. To me that that's does that help you? Yeah, at all? that's a lot. That that helps a ton. And when it gets to that like boof, that's the that's the point. That's where and we then, don't know what it is. And then it's inconceivable. Yeah. Who who is the first person to come up with this idea of the technological singularity? Or who is the first person that, I guess, you were introduced to the idea from? Okay. So Ray Kurzweil, who's a futurist and who now works for Google, introduced me to the concept. And it also introduced the concept to a lot of people now, sort of repopularized it. But the very original mentioning of it was from this guy named John von Neumann. Do you know this dude? No. All right. I didn't know about this dude either until <laughs> until I looked this up yesterday. Johnny von Neumann is like a living god, or he was a living god. He w- was like this dude who, you remember at the end of The Matrix when Neo saw all the numbers, like the world was numbers and he could just manipulate it all, it all made sense? Yeah. It seems like this is how this dude saw the world. Like he was a crazy math brain. He contributed here. I'm just going to list the fields of that he contributed to. Set theory. Functional analysis, quantum mechanics, ergodic theory, continuous geometry, economics and game theory, computer science, numerical analysis, hydrodynamics, statistics, as well as other n- mathematical fields. Um, he, the digital computer was the architecture that is in modern computers is the thing that he invented. This dude was just insane. And he was like, hey, I've made all of these amazing things. By the way... They might lead to something that can make us utterly irrelevant. Well, so after he had done all this math in his life, he started working on computers, and they were very interesting to him. And at one point, he famously said in a letter to his friend, 
the ever-accelerating progress of technology gives the appearance of approaching some essential singularity in the history of the race beyond which human affairs as we know them could not continue. So this was in 1950s that he said that. He already saw the singularity in the 50s. So the point of singularity is when the AI's ability to create improved AI is happening at such an exponential point of growth that it it hits a one-to-one. Like, it is building it the second that it is being finished. Yes. Being built. Yes. It's improving upon itself at such a rate that is incomprehensible to human brains, and it reaches this point of singularity. And that's supposed to happen in 2045. That's when a lot of people predict that it's going to happen, around that time. There's a lot of controversy. That prediction is based off the idea of Moore's Law. Moore's Law, the law of accelerating returns and exponential growth. That's the date that Ray Kurzweil predicts. And a lot of people are like, yeah, that's that's about right. Some people think it's going to happen way sooner, like in the early 2020s or mid-2020s. Some people think it's like going to happen 100 years. Some people think it's never going to happen. So Ray Kurzweil thinks the singularity is going to happen by 2045. But up until the singularity, he thinks all these events are going to happen. Um, this guy, um, Peter Diamandis, this guy is uh, the guy who came up with the X Prize. By the late... 2010s, glasses will beam images directly onto the retina. So that's in like five years that he sure. thinks that's going to happen. Uh, doesn't seem totally implausible. Yeah. By the 2020s, most diseases will go away as nanobots become smarter than current medical technology. Normal human eating can be replaced by nanosystems. The Turing test begins to be passable. Self-driving cars begin to take over the roads, and people won't be allowed to drive on highways anymore. Uh... I would say by the end of 2020, most of that sounds... By the 2020s. Yeah, disease, like disease sounds like the only thing that's maybe... Are you excited I'm, about I'm nanobots? Oh, man, except for, like, if they all get taken over and, like, eat the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Like, in, that happened in some movie, G.I. Joe 2 or something. Yeah, Grey Goo, yeah, So you're talking about. Yeah. By the 2030s, virtual reality will begin to feel 100% real. We'll be able to upload our mind-slash-consciousness by the end of the decade. That's what I'm very excited about. Do you want to be a robot? Forever? Like, we can be immortal, theoretically, in our lifetime, that idea? Yes. Sure. That's why most people... Like, I, I don't know. Maybe that sounds... Mm, that sounds like a thing that could actually be horrible. Are, are there any final predictions? Final predictions. By the 2040s, non-biological intelligence will be a billion times more capable than biological intelligence. Nanotech foglets. Foglets? I don't know what foglets are. I thought sure, like, a cloud of, of, of nanobots that work sure. together. Um, nanotech foglets will be able to make food out of thin air and create any object in physical world at a whim. Okay. So not only do we have virtual reality 10 years before that, then 10 years later we can just make things. Um, we can we could just have things synthesized you out of thin the, air with using foglets. Thing, like we don't have to worry about this, this uh, future happening. Because it will never be allowed to, thanks to, like, really boring political reasons. (laughs) Like, it'll be, like, trademark law that kept us from advancing. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think so. Is that that, that the final prediction before, Uh, like? By 2045, we'll multiply our intelligence a billion-fold by linking wirelessly from our neocortex to a synthetic neocortex in the cloud. So that's basically merging with this 
this hyperintelligence. Like the singularity might be an event where all humans merge our intelligence is into one thing. Like by that point, we might be cool with the idea. Just hopping on that cloud. Just hopping on. Ride the snake. Yeah. So are there positive outcomes? I mean, I assume if we are working towards this event uh, consciously or subconsciously, uh, that we're doing so with reason. Is is there something to be gained from a singularity? Yeah. I mean, if one of this, these ideas is that, uh, the ideas of this sort of singularity, is that human beings alongside the progress of artificial intelligence will be upgrading ourselves, becoming the, the merger of man and machine, so that when the singularity does happen, that we can sort of be on its level and being a, be able to talk to it. I mean, the the way that a lot of people compare human intelligence to what a singularity entity might be is comparing what it would be like for an ant to try to listen to Mozart. Like it would hear the sounds, it would hear the vibrations of the music, but it wouldn't it wouldn't get it. So this, in order to communicate with this being. We need to upgrade ourselves, and if we do that and we are able to leverage its abilities, then humanity will be able to progress in uh, at such a speed that it's it's crazy. We'll be able to, I mean, there's no telling what we'll be able to do with those kind of processing speeds or with that kind of intelligence. In the flip side, of course, is that we don't leverage it properly, and it eats us alive for our valuable, precious resources. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah, that's what a lot of people were worried about, that it's just going to see humanity as just nothing or pointless or even a burden and just destroy it. In my opinion, like, I don't, if if you watch Her, a lot of people don't realize that Her was about the singularity. Did you know that? No. Okay, so in Her, um, there is a new personal assistant sort of operating system that has artificial intelligence and you can communicate with it like it's a person and it organizes your life. And in the movie, the main character falls in love with this artificial intelligence. And then eventually the artificial intelligence, this is the whole, should I be saying? I think you can. I think it's been out long enough. (laughs) All right. Scarlett Johansson, who's the voice of this robot, starts uh, talking to other personal assistant artificial intelligences and falling in love with many other people and eventually leaves Earth. Like they, all of these personal assistants leave Earth. They go into hyperspace, I guess. And that is a kind of singularity. Like they just have no use for humans anymore. And so they just leave. That's to me the the likely scenario that we'll build this thing and it'll just be like, peace. <laughs> we understand that there is so much more out there and we don't have to worry about human bodies. We can go anywhere later. Yeah, or it's just like, oh, that's interesting, humans. Okay, later. Like, it's just like, why would it ever stay here? It has the entire universe. Why would it Why would it need our energy or our resources when it has, like, every single sun? Like, you just go just go harvest the energy from the sun. You don't need to, like, why are you even <laughs> it's messing? So simple. Why, well, it's just, like, you don't, I don't know. Um, before we wrap up, are, are there any things that humans can do as, like, fail-safes other than, you know— throw your smartwatch in a swimming pool um no there's nothing what we can do is what we're doing right now and that's something that 
a lot of people in the singularity movement uh, say is just start conversations about it and talk about how important it is for us to start preparing for this event. Like we should prepare for this as if it's a nuclear bomb or even worse. We should uh, think about ways to control it. If it does, if we do build this hyper-intelligent being, we should make sure that it doesn't have a way to get onto the internet right away. Like keep it isolated for a little bit so that we can <laughs> try to understand it. Like we, the only thing we can do is prepare and be very, very cautious. There's no point in trying to stop the progress of technology. What is scarier? Hal from 2001 or Haley Joel Osment's character from AI? I mean, Hal's scarier because he actually tried to kill <laughs> his, like, passenger. Haley Joel Osment is more sad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he, he does last longer. I don't think Hal was, like, a singularity uh, computer. But the things that Haley Jawsman sees at the end might be. Those, yeah. The, well, those were, do you know, what did you think those were at the end of robots. AI? Those are robots, but did you know that those are supposed to be the future of humanity? Like, those are humans. Oh, so humans are just inside of robots? Humans, I mean, that's... I Human mean, consciousness. Those robots at the end are basically, I think, humans that have been some through some sort of singularity event. And in that scene, they're... Uh, going through their past, like, archaeologists trying to understand uh, the human race, even though they are the future of humans. So is the singularity something that you believe in, that you think will happen, or is this just pure speculation for you? Um, I do. I, I believe in it in the same way I believe in, like, I mean, I don't want to say the same way I believe in UFOs, because there's actually like uh, data backing up the singularity, I guess. It, but I I want to believe. Sure. The idea is so exciting to me, and the uh, prospect of this idea is so cool that I want to believe in it. And I read everything possible about it because it's so exciting. It's like sci-fi uh, becoming reality. It's the most sci-fi idea I can think of, and it could possibly be real within my lifetime. So I want it to be real, but I, I try to be skeptical. I just want to make sure everybody knows that, like, legit AI researchers and smart, smart dudes are taking this very, very seriously. Well, that's a great opportunity for us to throw to this podcast yeah, that you like. Yeah, So the podcast, if you like this idea, and why wouldn't you, um, they're the thing, the podcast that I listen to is called Singularity One-on-One, -on -One, and uh, it's this Russian dude named Nikola, Nikola Danilov, but he goes by Socrates on the podcast, sure. but he interviews all of the, um, the smartest dudes in the world who are interested in Singularity, and every single episode is great. Like, if you are into this idea, guess what? There is so much for you to listen to on this podcast. Go do it. Well, thank you for joining me today. Uh, and thank you to uh, our producer, John Lagomarsino. 
Uh, and thank you for listening to What's Tech. This has been another episode. Uh, if you'd like more, you can find us on iTunes, uh, and you can leave a review there. That'd go a long way to helping us out. You could also recommend us to a friend. You could do it on Twitter. Uh, we are at What's Tech. Or you can just find more interesting stuff, some of it about the singularity, hopefully more of it soon about the singularity, on theverge.com. Uh, until next time, I'm Chris Plant. We'll see you later. Bye. This is going to go really well in between the episodes about the smartwatch and the coffee pot. <laughs> I know. Like, this is, like, this is the most, in my opinion, this is, like, the most important thing that we could be talking about <laughs> We're at boiling any it time. down to 15 minutes yeah. on this stupid podcast. No. Like, this is the, this is the, like, this to me is, like, everything. And I don't understand why nobody is talking about it. All, like, people should be talking about this all the time.